for you should always be prepared for unexpected guests with better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's John. Hello. Uh, on episode 199. Boy, howdy. We're getting up there. Almost to a baker's dozen. <laughs> That's one hell of a baker. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted the extras to make sure. Um. <laughs> why anyway. The, why is a baker's dozen 13? Um, there's like a control one. Oh. It's like a sample. So you get the one, like, tester, where they made sure it cooked the way they needed it to, and then you get the other 12. I believe so. I'm going to Google that, though, just to be sure. It's pretty smart. I like that. Um, the tale behind its origin is that a medieval law specified the weight of bread loaves, and any baker who supplied less to a customer was in for dire punishment. So, bakers would add a 13th loaf with each dozen just to be safe. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, I guess to avoid a flogging. I thought it was for, like, a spare, like, control one. Huh. As long as it wasn't one of those, like, death, like, the punishment is murder. Like, oh, you, you did not sell the right amount of bread straight to the beheadings. Yep. Well, our Better Buddies icebreaker this week, which singer-slash-actor-slash-celebrity are you sick of hearing about and why? You ready for my cold take? Hit me. Super cold take. Elon Musk. Hey, you're psychic! (laughs) I was gonna say Elon Musk! Just like, who cares anymore, man? Yeah, he just gets a company, runs it into the ground, who cares? I don't think Elon cares anymore. (laughs) No, I... Pretty sure it's on purpose. <laughs> Which, according to the article I read about how uh, Twitter is dying and even Elon Musk is aware of it, apparently he's the richest man in the world? Yeah, I'm not sure how that race is going. It's, you would feel like Jeffy B is untouchable, but... That was pre-divorced Jeffy B. That's true. That's a good point. Jeffy B's at 50%. <laughs> Which is still, like, 1.5 trillion or something. Casual. Elon Musk is the first position on the list of billionaires. Oh. Richest, he's the world's richest person with a net worth of two point, or $239.3 billion. Oh, fuck this net worth. As of net August. Net worth doesn't mean shit. Liquid cash is where it counts. <sighs> How rich is Jeffy B.? <laughs> Google did not know what I was talking about. Yo, what up? It's uh, me, RJ, with my boy Jeffy B. Jeffy B, conversely, only has only $160 billion. No, I haven't forbidden. Net worth as of August 2023. Yeah, net worth is really deceptive. Because, like, it can, particularly with the pan, I realized it particularly when the pandemic started, where people were like, Oh, Bobby Flay has a net worth of X million. Why can't he pay his employees more? And it's like, yeah, 
His net worth includes things like real estate value and the value he brings to television appearances. Like, it's not his liquid cash assets. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my backup was going to be Donald Trump. Oh, that's also fair. Sick of hearing about him. Well, you're going to hear about him a lot more in the upcoming months. So. That's assuming Georgia doesn't arrest him. Even so, you're going to keep hearing about him. It'll just be a different context. True. True. There's no escape, unfortunately. There's very little escape for him, because if he's found convicted, he can't just buy his way out of a minimum five-year jail sentence. Yeah. I cannot imagine what will happen in this country if that happens, but... Nothing. You know? Nothing will happen. Justice's gotta be due. Yeah, people will bluster, but... Yeah. Will anything really happen? We already saw the worst of it. Probably. Um, I think... I think if I'm sick of hearing about any others, if I'm, I am sick of hearing about actor Tom Cruise, fucking Tom Cruise, fucking vampire piece of shit bastard. Oh, I didn't know you had these feelings about Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mostly just about the Mission Impossible franchise and how Tom Cruise is in it, like has some serious age issues. Such as? The dude's gotta be wearing a toupee. Or dyeing his hair. Sure. He's not the first celebrity to spend a lot of money to look young. (laughs) Yeah, but... I don't know. Between that and the Scientology, I'm just like, hmm... What about no? Uh, I mean, that's, that's a fair criticism. Tom Cruise is 61? Yep. Wow. Okay, yeah. I did not... Oh. Yeah. Huh. Vampire motherfucker. And then I... I don't know if I'm actually sick of hearing about any singers. I just don't hear about uh, singers a lot. Yeah, thankfully you can avoid most parts of the music world that you don't care about. Um... I thought that whole... Like... 15 minute of fame about that one song about you won't find that in a small town was fucking stupid. I don't believe I know what you're talking about. Uh, there was a country song where the title was like, you won't find, you won't find that in a small town. Basically the whole idea was like, cities are plagued with crime and violence and you won't get that in a small town because we have guns and we protect each other and we care about each other and we smile at each other and like are friendly to each other. It was... Fucking basic, like, your most basic-ass, like, backcountry-focused country music. But it caught on because people were like, Ah, this is racist because many poor people who are also people of color live in cities. So he's referring to that. And then, of course, people who disagreed with that got very vocal about that. And it became a whole thing flash in the pan for 15 minutes. Because everybody went to download it so they could listen to it and listen for themselves about how good or bad it was. Which then fueled the idea of like, no, it's good, see, it's got millions of downloads. I numbers. <laughs> huh. Try that in a small town by Jason L. Dean. Yep. These are some incisive lyrics here. That's for sure. 
And, like, the quick Google I did, like, two weeks ago when it came up, it was like, oh, this dude just generally writes, like, insensitive, like, music and lyrics that are aimed at, like, causing a ruckus. Yeah. How do you find out about this? Random social media. Okay. But, yeah. Otherwise, really, I'm just kind of sick of Elon Musk. Even, yeah. like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who I was sick of hearing about oh, back when she was, you know, relevant, she's fallen out of the spotlight. Zuck has fallen out of the spotlight a little bit. He hasn't been around much. Lizard man's paying off the media to keep the eyes off him. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I don't hear about many people. Because I kind of dropped social media. <laughs> yeah, it seems so, like a lot of people are doing that. I have buried my head in the sand as Elon has wanted me to by ruining Twitter. Mm -hmm. Although I think I dropped Twitter before he bought it. Yeah. I refuse to call it its new name. Much like how there is only Miller Park. This is true. And the series Tower. Yep. There, and things don't get renamed. I just... I... I can never accept that the videos on the platform are going to need to be called X videos. Oh, whenever no. They, whenever you oh, get that. No. And I, I can't help but think that was the entire reason for the rename. <laughs> they can't... They can't call it that, though. I mean, he... It's dubiously legal if you can even call the platform X to begin with. <laughs> I Okay, this is going to get a little too specific, but this is just from general internet knowledge. Nothing, no commentary on my existence. Isn't there a porn site called Xvids? As far as I know, yeah. They're not going to get away with calling the Twitter videos Xvideos. <laughs> I don't know if that's even their plan, but I mean, like, what else can you do? Well, as I understand it from the uh, threads, uh, Facebook, and, like, based on threads coming up and then the stuff that was coming up with, like, tw former Twitter, the goal was to try and get more into the video business, mm -hmm. but, like... That's not what anybody uses those platforms for, so nobody's biting at it. You gotta take the pound of flesh from TikTok. You know? Yeah, that which Facebook already does, like, two different ways. And YouTube's doing it. Mm -hmm. Snapchat's YouTube doing is, it. YouTube, in my opinion, is the next biggest competitor to TikTok. Oh, absolutely. The shorts. Facebook, I mean, I guess, they have a pretty good video market. But, they have the, like, reels, which are fine, but I don't go out of my way to seek them. Yeah. It's definitely not my primary platform for that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird how people generally have most social medias, but use them for different things. <laughs> I guess they were kind of designed for different things originally, and then they just started copying each other. Yep. I mean, that really is what happened. It's convergent evolution. Yeah. Because they, oh, they can, there can be only one. 
I gotta you be the only be one. Your market if I'm share. Not the popular one. Everything else dies. Yep. Because I was Snapchat for a minute. Snapchat became the big one, so everybody tried to become Snapchat, and then they didn't. I think stories work decently on Instagram, but <laughs> everywhere else, not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my problem, is like. I could only go watch more stories of things if I went to Instagram. So I was like, great, your your algorithm gave me a frog video I really liked, but now I can't go watch more frog videos, so I guess I'm done. Now I go to YouTube where I can watch what I want when I want. Um, yeah. I should just go to subscribe to some frog channels on YouTube. You know what I realized the other day? Hmm. Netflix rolled out its restrictions in America. Or like the address restriction stuff? Yep. Hmm. I haven't been it... able to use Netflix for like two weeks. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm kind of annoyed, but also not annoyed enough to buy Netflix. <laughs> yeah, honestly... Like, I haven't actively watched something on Netflix in months. Frankly, I'd rather just, it. like, Google how to buy the DVDs of the things I want to watch. Mm -hmm. And then you get to keep them forever. Exactly. It's almost like physical media isn't dead. Weird. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very curious, considering the field I work in, what... Uh, schools are going to look like because college kids go back to campuses and suddenly can't access their Netflix. What happens then? Riots. I you, suspect... People actually get to know each other. <laughs> well, and theoretically, you can just say, like, oh, I'm traveling, and, like, you get a code from the email and you put it in. Yeah. So a lot of kids will probably do that. But... It's absolutely not worth jumping through that hoop every three days or whatever it is. Yeah. And VPNs don't work anymore. Like, you, mm -hmm. one of the big selling points of VPNs was like, oh, you can go watch Netflix in any country. Well, now you can't. They not fixed easily. it. So, cool. Well, I guess the birth rate is going to go up then. <laughs> Damn. I thought it was going to go down because they can't Netflix and chill anymore. Nope. No, they just chill. Mm. It'll yeah, be a golden enough. age for the generations. People will know how to talk to each other again. Talk about a boom. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the new boomers. It's Boomer 2 Electric Boogaloo. Mm <laughs> hmm. And they'll have that... all the money again. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Observe, see what happens. I'm curious. Curious what the effects will be. Either that, or, like, Hulu is just gonna get a massive, like, oh, that's what people all watch now because they can share their Hulu passwords. True. Or, like, Peacock or something, because people are just gonna watch The Office anyway. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's fair. 
Frankly, I'm surprised Schur didn't just go make his own streaming service. Yeah, really. Like, the Michael Schur show, and it's just a streaming <laughs> service of all the Michael Schur shows. NBC probably didn't let him. Yeah. <gasps> well, we have five minutes till we have a surprise guest. <sighs> Can you at home guess who it might be? Huh. I'll give you a minute to think about it. It's Elon Musk. <gasps> he heard us. He's ba, coming ba, to da, us. Wait, Mr. Musk, what are you doing with that boring brained flamethrower? Oh no, he's putting me in an underground tunnel with no safety procedures. No! <laughs> no! Please, Mr. Musk, stop pulling the trigger on that boring company flamethrower! Sponsor. Ah! This podcast is sponsored by Boring Company. <laughs> Better Buddies, now subsidiary of X, for the social mm. media platform formerly known as Twitter. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. What right. what streaming services do you have? Um, I should really get rid of several of them, but the ones I pay for are Hulu and HBO Max, and then I mooch on Disney Plus and Netflix. What do you watch on HBO Max? Um, nothing right now, so I should really get rid of it. But I uh, all the DC animated shows are on there because they merged with DC Unlimited or whatever uh, that short-lived service was called. That's a good. Um, that's a good get. Mm-hmm. Then like stuff the the mainstream stuff like Westworld and Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. Um, there are good movies on there. So, eh, that sort of stuff. I've got. I had Netflix. I basically don't anymore. And then I have used um, Pluto TV. Mm -hmm. okay. That's a pretty good one. Um, and through my work, I have Spectrum University, which is like live Wi-Fi television. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, that's about it. And I pirate things. Don't admit to that. <laughs> Allegedly. Some could say that RJ sails the high seas of the internet. Uh, I sail the high seas of skimming. It's technically not piracy if I'm just borrowing a stream. Sure. Hello? Hello? Hello. What's good, uh, everybody? It's our surprise guest. Who is it? <laughs> it's Blue it's from Blue's Clues. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. Burp, burp. <laughs> are we uh, are we recording right now? Or, yes, we uh, are, sir. Are we in the middle of it? We're about twenty-five mm. minutes in. Uh, oh, perfect! All right, we're still on well, the icebreaker. We're still on the icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds this sounds like a classic Better Buddies episode already. What's uh, episode what one hundred and ninety nine, Jazz? We gotta play the hits. I know, right? We gotta. Why not st stick with it? If it if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? uh, the Better Buddies icebreaker What's this week the, uh, is: Which singer, actor, celebrity, singer slash actor slash celebrity are you sick of hearing about, and why? Oh, 
Come on, James. You know what the right oh, answer is. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Finish the triad. Honestly, James. I was I was gonna say Zendaya. Oh, but I also wanted to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, so okay. Why? I mean, fair on Dwayne. We were hoping you'd say Elon Musk, and by we I mean I. Oh, Elon. I haven't heard much. I, aren't him and Zuck supposed to fight? Why aren't they doing that? Because uh, they're both wimping out. Dude, that's so lame. That's so lame. I think that's how... You I think, really I, said this, but I think that's Zendaya? how all... Well, I feel like I hear about her, like, a lot. I guess not so much anymore, but, yeah. like, a year or two ago when she was, like, with all the euphoria and then Dune and stuff like that. I feel like people talk about her, like, oh, she's, a lot. she's about I to just, be talked about again. It's less, Dune comes back in November. I know. I saw I saw the trailer. Um, it looks exciting. I mean, I, like, I almost more, it's more for her. Like, I feel bad that she's, like, talked about so much because I feel uh-huh. like, I feel like people rag on her a lot. She's one of those people I feel like, was just like everywhere and then people got like sick of her like a little bit of like a Bieber effect but yeah I what would you guys say okay Mr. Mr. The Rock yeah he's another one but he's kind of kept a low profile recently I haven't really seen him in May yeah that's because he went hard on Black Adam and it sucked shit it didn't suck he tried you know Black Adam was trying too hard, and he refused to bend on anything because he thought Black Adam could carry a universe. <laughs> what you don't think? You don't think Black Adam can? You don't want to give him another chance? I'll put it this way: but, he's not getting a sequel. But Blue Beetle, though, that that one's going to smash Barbie. I feel so bad for Blue Beetle because <laughs> it seemed be like nice. an honest, be... innocent, like superhero origin story. <laughs> It it seemed it seemed fun. I think it was it was one of those though where I feel like DC was like really trying to take advantage of like uh like a perceived Marvel lull and I think they just really went all out on the marketing. They it really felt like they were trying to put a lot of weight. Oh, I'm totally arguing the opposite. I saw almost no blue beetle marketing. Really? I dude at both of the in both like when I went to Barbie and Oppenheimer, like not only were there extensive trailers for it, but like half of the pre show half the pre screening show was like all about Blue Beetle. Really? Like they were really yeah, they were they were pushing it. But like I guess I agree, like I haven't seen much outside of some of that stuff. Outside of actual movie theaters, I haven't seen much about Black Beetle. So that's a fair point. Uh, I, so John Wait. said Elon Musk for yeah. his answer, and then okay. I was also going to say Elon Musk, so I said Donald Trump. <laughs> what, you're tired of hearing about the Don, the Teflon Don, dude? Yeah, talk about oh, Teflon man. Don yeah, when I... he gets convicted by the state of Georgia and has to serve a minimum five-year prison sentence. Dude, I want him to have a mugshot so bad just because you'd see that on like college dorm room that's gonna be yeah, walls so hard. and on t-shirts forever it's gonna be an i know i cover it's it, it it's gonna be yeah it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like cover i'll write a rap album <laughs> teflon don i love that the teflon Yo, don what up, fam uh, it's your boy teflon don here back at it again <laughs> all right um uh, yeah no that's uh that's fair though 
But yeah. James, what streaming services do you know. pay for? What streaming services do I pay for? I pay for HBO Max only. Um, I I know it's called, it's, it's called Max now, but like I will go to the mat. Uh, I believe HBO is the superior streaming service. Like I will and I will fight on that. Um, at uh, least no. for for me, I I think it's great. I have well, Pluto TV, uh... and I don't pay for it. <laughs> It's Isn't that the one with commercials? Don't they yep. have commercials in, in movies and shit like that? It's Dude, I can't free. stand that. It's like watching TV. Oh, that's fair. Well, like, oh, that's fair. That's... um, You know what they should do? They should literally just turn one of these streaming services into basically TV where there's a random cycle feature and they're just playing, like, they shows after that. each other on Netflix a channel. Netflix will shuffle really? for you. But I... You can like select even on like, Netflix, like, shuffle for me, and it'll pick something it thinks you want to watch. And it'll, but will it just, pl- like, a channel where it's continuously streaming, I, like... Okay, it's not, like, continuously streaming, like, constantly 24-7 like that. No, you're asking about Twitch.tv. That's fair. That, I mean, it'd just be cool. It'd be, because that is basically TV. That's the joy I, I have found when I go to hotels or when I am in, like, places that still have, like, a cable connection, that's one of the best parts about TV is literally like it's all already playing. Like you really don't have to make many choices other than like what you want to put on the TV and you like end up finding stuff you never would have watched before. I like I like that. I do like the streaming where you're able to pick. But so wait, like what do you watch on Pluto TV? Uh, mostly Mystery Science Theater 3000. They have a, a, a channel nice. devoted to Mystery Science Theater 3000. It just plays old reruns. That's so cool. I love that. Uh, I I, this came up because I realized like two weeks ago that Netflix implemented its blockers. Oh, on borrowing people's. Yeah. Uh, on like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Our next segment: Better Buddies recommend or we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? I have one, but it's more of a cry for help than a recommendation. Uh oh. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've been kind of getting into Reddit lately. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, like, only reading. But, um... Okay. Yeah, I've started wasting a lot of time on it. On I, which subreddit? Um, I spent a lot of time on the Factorio one. There it is. I'm playing Factorio again. But more than anything else, really, Ask Reddit. Uh, Ask Reddit is glorious. It is quite fun to see what everybody has to say. Honestly, when I was working a summer job back in college, and I like was just gonna sit for an hour, Ask Reddit was a wonderful distraction because you just read you through have... everybody's answers. Do you have like favorite genres of questions? Because I know there's like all different types on there. Like, are there are there as you go on it more? Are there like forms that begin to take shape, or is it usually pretty scattershot, randomized? Um, still pretty randomized. Like the one I'm reading kind of right now is what older generations advice you found funny which later out to be t- turned out to be true but hmm. another one was like what happened on a first date that didn't cause a second or like one was how do you think you're gonna die <laughs> i was like the tattoo oh. questions or it's like tattoo artists what stories do you have mm-hmm. so yeah that and then i've also been watching the um the smosh pit 
Reddit story videos oh. where they like pick a theme, uh, usually from Am I the Asshole or one of the related subreddits, and yep. just like talk about it together. So, oh man, that's good. I love. Uh, I actually have really grown to love the Swash Pit. I think it's actually yeah. kind of funny. Um, they're pretty good. What's the Smosh Pit? It's pretty pit? good these days. Um, it's a derivative of Smosh, and uh-huh. they do like the try not to laugh, and uh-huh. then like some other things. One of which is reading Reddit stories every Saturday. Nice. But yeah, lots of funny people that seem to generally, genuinely like each other and get along. So. Well, that's that. all you want to see, isn't it? It's fun. Yeah. What more do you want? Uh, yeah, I. My Reddit algorithm is healing. It's finally bringing me back more Lego <laughs> recommendations. Nice. Yeah. Oh, let, thank God. Let me. Every day I open my email to see what Reddit has given given me. Um, and my top four subreddits in the summary here are Factorio, Ask Reddit, Slay the Spire, and Halo Story. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Halo that's uh, that's fun. But what? I... So, what are these like? What are these story reddits like? Is it just like stories of playing Halo? Is it stories about Halo? Like, what is it exactly? Um, I think it's more about like the lore and just questions about the lore. Um, various other things too. So, like a combination of what you get out of the books and um from the games. That's cool. It's like, why do, the, why do the forerunners lose to the flood when they're... <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Why did the precursors turn into dust, and then why did they feed the dust to their dogs, and then the dogs became the flood, you know? That's canon, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's a beautifully complex and rich mythology. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is my Reddit. Thankfully, um, haven't gone terribly deep yet, but it is taking more and more time out of my day every day. Yeah. Yeah. I I do a lot of the mini painting and 3D printing subreddits these days. Because that's what I do for hobbies. Yeah, I think it's honestly a really great platform if you're looking for cool things in your area of interest and that if you're like willing to post finding help on certain things yeah you can find some unlikely homes there i would say for sure Mm -hmm. and the meme culture is pretty good yeah yeah they they do they do a pretty good job i i do remember when uh succession was going on i actually started gravitating towards the succession subreddit because it actually was pretty fun to read uh like about that stuff so they do they do a good job nice that's a good that's a good recommendation john thank you that is good glad my cry for help that's a good recommendation. <laughs> we, we hear and acknowledge your cry for help and are sad to we can all that it is indeed help. not help you seek okay sounds good <laughs> james would you like to go next or should i I can go. I'll, I'll, uh, mine's, yeah, I can go. Um, so I've recommended the show The Simpsons before, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I would like to, I've, I've been cycling through, um, the classic seasons again, which is like, so if you talk to, to anybody. The Simpsons again. 
No, I'm going to recommend a very specific episode. Um, okay. I'm going to recommend the the episode, The Last Exit to Springfield. Uh, if you check a lot of the top lists online, this is usually lauded as the best episode, uh, or at the very least, one of the best. Um, and you can kind of see why. The Simpsons is known in its like golden era for being this amazing mix of like character-based comedy and story mixed with like very surreal cartoonish humor and then sort of like an overall fun like sort of feeling of americana and i genuinely think that like last exit to springfield is often lauded as like combining all these in a way that's like like masterfully done um the plot is basically that like homer becomes the leader of the springfield nuclear power plant union as they lobby to get their uh, dental plan back um, because he realizes that his daughter Lisa needs braces and he doesn't want to pay out of pocket uh, for them. So he kind of accidentally, he kind of force gumps himself into um, like becoming this union boss basically. And it's just like a really fun sort of study of like the world of Homer as a character Um and it pulls in a lot of really like good references. It's a great Mr. Burns episode. He's known among the writers as being like one of the most fun characters to write for because he's very like ridiculous and goofy and you can poke fun at a lot of different things with him. But he's also just like such a fun, like genuine character. And it's cool because you you get a little mix of like the chemistry between characters and then this kind of like these great cartoonish jokes uh, and then just the whole kind of like you know labor struggles and and the relations between management and unions is a very sort of like american story in a way and it's just really fun to see it taken on in this way so i would recommend the simpsons episode last exit to springfield does homer you know win i can't tell you mm. well that's you not know true what, what season and episode <laughs> number that is i actually don't i want to say it's the fourth season um i i believe it's the fourth season and it might be like the third no it's probably like the sixth or the seventh um this is but season four episode 17 is it really okay yeah. um yeah so you got the numbers you got the show uh find it if you can i i recommend it uh it's a very fun episode of television cool I'm going to recommend a movie, and that movie is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh. Yeah, this is the sequel, correct? Yes, this is the sequel to Bill okay. and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, I love if that. If you haven't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I think I recommended on the show at some point, um, it's a cult classic comedy about two slackers, Bill and Ted, uh, Bill Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Uh, who want to be musicians, but in their excellent adventure, they're going to fail history. And if they fail history, they're going to not be able to graduate, and then Ted's going to get shipped off to boot camp. But, turns out in the future, their music creates peace and harmony and unity among all mankind and brings in a peaceful epoch that has never been seen before in human history and creates vast advances in science. Uh, so... In order to save the timeline and the reality, a scientist from the future comes back in a time machine to help them finish their history homework. And they do it. 
Bill and Ted's bogus journey is like four years later. They're supposed to win a battle of the bands being, and that is the thing that will launch them to stardom and launch their careers because to win, if you win the battle of the bands, you get a guaranteed record label and like two albums. So they go to do that. However, in the future, the doctor who helped them last time, Rufus, his former te- his former Phi Ed teacher is sick of Bill and Ted. So he builds robotic Bill and Ted's and sends them back in time. He builds evil robots of Bill and Ted, sends them back in time to kill Bill and Ted and ruin their lives, thereby ensuring that Bill and Ted never usher in this great era of peace and prosperity. Having been murdered, Bill and Ted must try and regain their life, rescue their wives, and restore the timeline. It's weird. It, correct. Is this the sequel that was made right after, or is this the reboot that was made like a right few after. years ago? This is okay, the one that's okay. right after. Uh, throughout the script, people will just say station. The reason being, there was like some instance where like they went, because it, there's a scene at a police station, but there were some edits made and a random station got left into a script spot. And so the writers were just like, well, Fuck it, we're just making this a thing because we think it's funny. So at one point, Bill and Ted go talk to God, and God's only word for them is station. Mm. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. So they go find the most brilliant scientists in heaven, who are, now all this, all they say is station, because it turns out the most brilliant scientists in heaven aren't ne- aren't necessarily human scientists. <laughs> They're aliens. Interesting. This is like, because it's like, forgive me if I'm wrong, they die and they go to hell, don't they? And yep. then they have to find, do they have to find their way back to, they have to find their way to heaven and then back to life, essentially? So they have to find their way back to life, but decide, hey, wait a minute, we're not going to be able to defeat the evil robot uses, so let's go to heaven and see if we can find someone who can help us. That's so awesome. What did you like about it? This seems like a movie that, like, you... These movies seem like ones that you would either, like, really like or really not like. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're all or none. Um, and I, the thing I really like about them is they're very wholesome in their way. Of Bill and Ted are not malicious. They say dumb things, but sometimes they say really smart things. In a way, the same way that, like, you'll get your slacker stoner comedies, but there's that thing where it's like, they're so dumb, they say something that's actually pretty smart. Um, the first one in particular is really fun because it's like, oh, historical figures get brought to the present. How is Joan of Arc handling a modern day mall? Um, the second one's really fun just because it's Bill and Ted being put into situations. And because they got a sequel, they didn't really know what to do with the sequel, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So it's very campy and fun. Uh, in order to win the Battle of the Band, like, it's just... You just gotta watch it. it. Don't expect it to be a gut-buster laughing movie, but it's very wholesome and very fun and relaxing of, like... At the beginning of the movie, they want to propose to their girlfriends, but they work at Pretzels and Cheese... How are they going to afford rings working for pretzels and cheese? And their apartment they have is exactly what you think two 
uh, slacker guys who are just gra- out of high school, a little ways out of high school would have. It's a mess. But they're very innocent and sweet and, like, mean very well. That's usually I've seen the I've seen the first movie and I I, I think you kind of nailed the appeal I, I I think you're right like I would never call them necessarily like and I've only seen the first one but like I wouldn't call it like a laugh out loud comedy but it is so comfy and it's like so I think good natured is like a perfect way to describe them like good natured and wholesome it's very sort of like um it's one of those movies that almost feels like a Saturday morning cartoon but it's still like a little bit adult in certain yeah. areas so it's got like a little bit of an edge to it but like it's really fun in the first movie you get uh, napoleon goes down a water slide <laughs> uh and in the, yeah. the second like very few other characters i think would be in hell and faced with coming face to face with satan himself would be like hey we got to get his attention put up the devil horns and they're face to face with him and they're like, hey, you know what, Satan? You're all right. They're not all what they say about you ain't so true. <laughs> yeah. The idea of these two goofy guys, you can see the good in anybody. Yeah. Also, the character of Missy is just a, a, one of those side characters who you don't. It's not necessary to the plot that Missy exists, but just the absurdity of. Missy being an absolute gold digger who, in the first movie, is married to Bill's dad. And then, at the start of the second movie, it's, oh, she divorced Bill's dad and married Ted's dad. <laughs> so is that she's both for like... of their stepmoms. <laughs> oh, fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I did. I did watch the the third one, the one that came out a few years ago. I will say, mm-hmm. very enjoyable. And really, the very enjoyable, and the actresses they got to play Bill and Ted's daughters, prime. Like those actresses nailed it. That that is like I think the thing that would be the most interesting for me is to see like um, kind of like a different take on their chemistry and like trying to find. Like still paying homage to the characters, but finding like a new, some new beats, maybe that'd be really the, fun to see. The you, thing they did to set it apart a little bit is the daughters have that same like slacker energy and like cadence that Bill and Ted have. However, mm-hmm. all they believe so much in their dad's like musical mission that all they do is listen to music and learn instruments. So they've functionally become idiot savants for music. That's hilarious. That's really funny. <laughs> I like that. That's a good take. Yeah. <sighs> cool. Our next segment. Uh, oh, we don't have a lot of time. We got about 10 minutes or so, folks. And last week we said we were going to do a Better Buddies rework, rewrite. I did. Yeah, what did we say? I remember um, that. What did we say we were going to do? On? Machine gun truck. I to- I'm like totally forgetting this. Why am I forgetting this? The truck that, out in the Middle East with a machine gun mounted on top of it. Oh, shit. That they yeah, used to defend we gotta, the airport. We got to. I, I think we put this. I, I, 
My vote is we put this off we save because it for episode I really 200? want. I think we save it for episode two hundred. Okay, yeah, and we, yeah. So our next segment then is how to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week: What TV shows had the best minor characters? With the further details, I've been rewatching Community and realized how much I love the side characters like Chang, Magnitude, Starburns, etc. It made me think of other shows with great side characters. What shows, in your opinion, had really good side slash minor characters? Uh, I'm gonna be the the Parks and Recreation. No, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say The Simpsons. What? Everyone's a main character in The Simpsons. It's been running for <laughs> twenty fucking years. Yeah, after twenty years, I, everyone's no, a main I character. Just, yeah, yeah, I get like I don't know. It's literally like, flanderization it's, comes from the fact that Simpsons has been around so long that Flander has become a main character and has become a parody of himself. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess like you're. Uh, no, I think I, guess I think right. Simpsons is perfectly valid. Yeah, <laughs> like, just it starts with a bunch of great side <laughs> characters. It's mostly great side characters. In fact, it becomes so many great side characters, do you even really need The Simpsons? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's a good question. It's gone from a TV show about a family to a TV show about a town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a, honestly a good way to put it. I would say, to, I, okay, I would say in another vein, um, I call it The Simpsons for kids because I think it's true. I'm going to say The Fairly Odd Parents. I always remember, like, they had really good, like, supporting characters in that show. I really liked them. Yeah. They're right. <laughs> oh, damn. I can't you said think of any now that you said it, so it's like... Really? Jorgen von Strangle, Crocker, Timmy's parents... Um, I wouldn't Dip consider Skylark. Timmy's side characters. Chip Skylark? Chip Skylark was Wait, good. Wait, what'd you say? I'll give him credit there. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what the alien's name was, uh, but I there's loved his voice. Alien? Yeah, there's like the alien who falls in love with Vicky. It's like the, it's the Yucopotamian guy. Do you yeah. not remember? Am I like nerding no, out no, right no. now? I remember. I don't remember his name, but so I like, know what you're talking you about. You are amazing. <laughs> He's got like a very. Is he it almost like talks the violence? like a. Yeah, yeah, because in Yucopotamia, everything oh, is like... Oh, yeah, yeah, the squid right? guy with the brain. Yeah, the, the squid car. dude. Okay. Yeah. That's episode three. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, damn, they uh, jumped the in show. so early. <laughs> oh, good for, good for them. Good on you, Butch Hartman. I don't fully endorse you, but I do endorse that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back what? to Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. which is the only show I can think of where you could take, where A, if you're talking like obscure side characters, it has beautiful townsfolk who are recurring side characters that fit oh. perfectly whenever they're used. Mm-hmm. For example, the woman who shows up at every town hall and does th- says things like how she's been eating a diet of nothing but muffins and lasagna and she feels terrible. <laughs> 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 is that the same woman who made tea out of the non-potable water in the park? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think that is her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used it to make sun tea. And now yeah. I have an infection. <laughs> Why aren't you listening to me? Uh, but if you talk about like the main recurring cast, your main characters are Leslie Nopeman Wyatt. And then I would say everybody else being like the side characters. 
you have very few shows where you can take side slash less uh, like less primary characters and run an entire episode centered on them and have it work. Like it didn't matter what two characters the A story was about, it was always good. All the pairings worked in some way. Like even I the Jerry stories. I don't know if I would consider any of the people in the main office side characters. You're telling me Jerry Gurge is a main character? Oh, uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I haven't watched most of the show, though. I got to, like, season three and then stopped because they didn't have it in London when I was watching it. Oh, you need to get back on that horse. Yeah, get on that little special. Stopped, you stopped at the time it's, where yeah. you don't stop. <laughs> nice. like, that's where everybody says, oh, it got great. It's, it is, like, I will, I have to, like, wholeheartedly agree with RJ. I, I have watched Parks and Rec probably two times through, uh, I'm pretty twice. sure. And then I, I, I have not, yeah, only twice. It's very comfy. Like, it's a very fun, like, very warm, it, and it can be really, really funny. And I think you're absolutely right. Like, to be fair, I haven't finished The Office entirely. Like, I've only seen The Office once Office through, doesn't and I, I, I did not finish it. I, I think The Office is possibly a better show for a few reasons, but oh. I think Parks and Recreation has far better characters. I'll fight you on that any day. Parks and Rec is a better show than The Office. That's a bold statement to make, RJ. Look, I'm I'm defending the historical opinion. A lot of people would a lot of people would go to bat with you about that. I I'm on RJ's side. I, I had to stop watching The Office at the beginning of season three. I just couldn't really? take it anymore. What what got you guys like? Because I'm not like an office so, super fan at all. So having I'm gotten just, like... through the entirety of the office at least once, uh, I watched mm-hmm. the office through the first time, and I was like, oh, you know, that was that was entertaining. Like that was a good, decent sitcom. And then I went back to rewatch it, and as it went on, I kept skipping more and more of it because I was so cringed out at the behavior as as it got so unrealistic and so unaware. Until I was skipping episode after episode after episode. And finally I was like, well, I'm not finishing this. Why should I? I don't. I'm skipping everything. Um, in particular, and also to defend it, focused on this question in particular. The Office has decent side characters. Like, it's got good side characters that help support everything. But you could never focus an entire episode solely on Creed Bratton. You're right. Like You're I very never right. would want to see an episode just about Meredith. No, I I agree with you there. Where it's like a lot of those characters were like they kind of blended into the background. They made up this kind of like ensemble or almost like a chorus. Well, that's how they and did really it originally, the main... if you go back and watch, there yeah. are a lot more people in the office, and they slowly phased out people until it was just the ones who were like popular. I never noticed that. Yep. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yep. for me, I just couldn't stand Michael Scott, like, at all. I got to Are the you... episode where he accidentally outed Oscar. I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> no more. <laughs> is it? Is it, like, do you guys think it's, like, the cringe comedy that is not your thing? Or do you think the... Are you saying, like, in your opinion, like, the show is kind of poorly constructed? Both. And overhyped. Okay. Um, it's definitely overhyped. I, I mean... I'd probably say both. It's just not my thing. I've come okay. to realize that I used to say it was just objectively bad, but like 
nothing is. There are a lot of good jokes. <laughs> People like it for a reason. I think one of yeah. the great, greatest like later season gags they did is when, um, uh, not Michael, when Jim got the promotion, and he starts making a lot of the same mistakes Michael does. And he is like, what is happening to me? What's going on? I thought I'd be more competent than this. And Michael's just like, yep, I, I've been there. Like, I thought that was pretty good. I I will say I would probably have more sympathy now that I've been a manager. Because I've definitely felt like Michael Scott <laughs> situations. <laughs> yeah. And like, the, the one cold open where they do the fire alarm. Like, the fire test is pretty oh. good. Oh. Oh my god, there, that's fair. Like I go back and rewatch that uh, cold open periodically. It is, I die. I think it's like so 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 funny. Like just that shot. It's like iconic. That shot of Dwight like smoking the cigarette. He's just like today smoking is gonna save lives. He just drops it in the trash can. He's poured a bunch of gasoline in. Like yep. it's so. It, the the orchestrated chaos is perfect. It's amazing. But then you consider, like, the arc of the show as well, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, Dunder Mifflin got, went under, and now they're bought out by this kooky weird boss. And now they have this mm-hmm. kooky weird boss, still under Michael. And then David Wallace bought it back, and uh, now, but then Michael leaves, and now we have a run of different people being manager who really just don't fit and aren't the same because the show doesn't know when to die. I could, and I, I think that's an excellent point because I could see one defense for, I could see a pretty strong defense for Parks and Recreation being a better show, the fact that it fully orchestrated its ending. Like, I'd like also it even is put a out clean break. Season 7 isn't the best season of Parks and Recreation, but very few shows can pull off that cancellation and return for a final season and l- stick the landing. Dude, I'm it, shows. I, I've I watched a lot of TV in my life, like way too much. I'm telling you right now, like so few shows. I don't know if I've really actually seen one show that's actually managed to end well. Like that hasn't encountered a bump or like something rocky or bad. Like I genuinely don't think I've seen a television show that makes it all the way through some kind of organic run and is like either the the ending isn't like totally botched or there aren't just there isn't a whole bunch of shit that happens in the middle that totally throws it all off it's like so hard to do and it does suck that the office didn't manage to really stick the landing um so i can see the perspective yeah uh, and again like going back to the minor characters i could totally watch a Jerry Gergich and um, Donna episode. Like, if it was just mm-hmm. them two, I could watch that. Every time they did Treat Yourself, it was Donna and Tom. Neither of which were, like, had the same goals as anybody else, really. I, I, I agree where it's like, I really think the writer's room really managed. That's an example of a good writer's room where they like learned as they went through and they like found these existing chemistries that were just kind of naturally both in the show's writing as it developed and also between like its characters. Like, I think that is the mark of truly good writing and, and a good showrunner is someone who knows how to, how to find those things. Um, 
and those episodes were pretty fun. The episode where they take Ben out uh, for yes. a Treat Yourself Day is great. Him crying in the Batman costume is fantastic. It's so good. And I honestly think it's so highlighted it's great. because um, <clears throat> oh, Adam Scott is such a good actor. Like, I love him. I love everything I've he seen is. him do. But particularly with the way they have the Batman costume framed on his head, his cheeks look mm. so chubby. Like, yeah. they're adorably he... chubby cheeks, and he is so stressed and, like, finally unwinds, and it's this chubby-cheeked man in a Batman costume having a breakdown. <laughs> it's it's so well done. And it's not like he's a fat so well person. Done. He's a skinny guy, but just because of the way yeah, the costume yeah. fits on him. <laughs> no, he looks like a little kid who's been taken out by his, like, parents for, like, a shopping day. Like, yes. to make him feel better about something. I do. Oh. I am curious, John. What? What do? You, before we go too far, John. What? What is your? Are there any shows that come to mind for you that you've watched, like for uh, this good sporting cast? I don't know if I really have anything to add. I would probably say either like Scrubs or How I Met Your Mother, but I don't think mm. they'd be at the same caliber as Parks in the way RJ describes it. Having Scrubs is pretty episodes of a. Uh... Having seen all of Scrubs <laughs> and How I Met Your Mother in the same winter break, actually in college. I think they get close. I don't mm-hmm. think they're quite the Scrubs, same. But... Dude, I think Scrubs more so than How I Met Your Mother, but yeah. Well, I think I, I, think I used to watch just Scrubs. Had more recurring side characters, right? Like How I Met Your Mother had the core, and then it was a lot of people that just kind of came and went. There were a handful. Like you get Ranjit the whole time, but that's kind of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of yeah. the family. Some of the family at different parts of the show, yeah. So that's the janitor okay. on Scrubs was golden. Oh yeah, man, I need to watch Scrubs again. I I like I used to watch it when I was a kid at my grandparents' house. I would just I remember I would like find it, I'd watch it. I think it's like as a as a comedic show, it's great. Like it manages to blend character comedy and like cutaway gags, which are like two almost completely different forms of like the art and it puts them both in the same show and i think it works i have a different praise for it and that as a comedy it has some of the most hard-hitting drama oh absolutely like i don't know punch you in the gut i don't know that any show like any comedy has hit me harder in the gut with the drama because it saves i gotta give scrubs right like it doesn't do it all the time. It's very, very particular with how it hits you. Mm-hmm. It's like once a season, it'll drop something really heavy on you. But it's never like the same time in the season. I don't know that I'll ever forget the line, where do you think you are? Uh-huh. Hmm. Do you know what we're talking about, James? I want to say, I feel like I've heard this before. Let me venture a guess. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to assume that somebody, somebody that JD or one of the doctors was trying to save passes away, that they're not able to help them. And I'm assuming it's the older doctor. It's either the older doctor or Dr. Cox says that to him as like a bit of a wake up call. Essentially, uh, you're like, half you are where you are. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, you've got Damn. the characters All reversed. Right. Okay, so spoiler warning for Scrubs because this is uh, okay. a deep moment. So Skip had like three minutes if you care. Um, but it is when Dr. Cox's brother-in-law dies. Um, and you get this whole episode from Cox's perspective 
where things are just like great and he thinks he's going to his son's birthday party and then it just cuts away to like him and JD in suits and JD goes to him like where do you think we are and it's his brother-in-law's funeral but it's hit even closer because he's so close with the brother-in-law like in leading up to it in the episode like the episode yeah. before yeah they're like best friends the brother-in-law is played by Brendan Fraser he's got like a wow. goofy thing where he it's takes just... a bunch of pictures very fun guy and then he's just gone and there's like there are hints throughout the episode but it just catches you way off guard if you're not paying attention and i think also part of it too from what i remember is the way they set it up is it's almost like they're trying to it felt like they were trying to introduce brendan fraser's character as a new recurring side character Mm -hmm. and then they just cut him out from under you just like real life (laughs) <laughs> god i love scrubs Damn. such a great show <laughs> all right i think that's it for this week thank you both for joining mm-hmm. thank you for having us thank you to the band problem of interest for letting us use the song living in the moment off the album cross off yesterday you can find them on itunes and spotify you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we have our meme Mondays. Our social media account, formerly known as Twitter, is at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Right. Okay. This is a good icebreaker question. I don't have an answer for it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think I've got my answer. Okay. I've got two. They'll be they'll be not they'll be cold takes though. They're gonna be real cold takes. Yeah, mine probably will be too. That's okay. Starting the show in three two